0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening. This episode is sponsored by UTSI, the experts in cybersecurity engineering for SCADA and industrial control systems. The protection of these operational environments is now more critical than ever and UTSI has decades of experience designing and building compliant systems with the latest cybersecurity guidelines. They will help you plan and execute every piece of your cybersecurity strategy, including incident response plans, validation exercises, and post-incident forensics. Wherever you are in your cybersecurity journey, UTSI will get you where you need to be. Learn more and thank them for sponsoring the show by going to their website at UTSI.com. From engineering to remediation plans to tabletop testing, UTSI has cybersecurity covered. In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars... We bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed oil and gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Today we have on the show Gary Bonnet with Safety Culture. Gary, thanks for
1: coming on the show today. Hey, Russell. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, Gary, I was introduced to you by a mutual friend of ours, and he's actually the guest of... Another of the OGGN podcast, Oil and Gas Onshore. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, I'd like to remind you, especially if you're just finding this podcast for the first time, but Oil and Gas Global Network, OGGN, is the world's leading oil and gas podcast network. If you go to our website, oggn.com, you'll see the link there for Find Your Podcast, and you'll find 14 different oil and gas podcasts. As I said, Justin is the host for Oil and Gas on Shore. It's really a great podcast. However, I have to watch Justin and make sure he's not trying to play some kind of trick on me and send me some inexperienced novice guest to sabotage my show to make his look better. That's not the case here, is it, Gary?
1: Russell, I don't think it is. You know, having 20 years of safety experience in oil and gas mining and manufacturing, I definitely want to do my very best for you today.
0: (laughs) I actually was just, it was a joke. I have ultimate confidence in Justin and also have, uh, based on our correspondence before we started this recording, I'm really excited about having you on the show today. You are with a company called Safety Culture. It says you're the Global Customer Engagement Executive Manager. Now, that's a
1: mouthful, Gary.
0: (laughs) Tell us about Safety Culture. Tell us about you and what you
1: do. Yeah, for sure. So, Safety Culture, we are a global technology company. We're famous for our iAuditor app, which is the world's largest checklist app, but we're way more than that. We have evolved into a workplace operations platform, you know, that we have 28,000 organizations that utilize our platform, and it really helps organizations to improve their quality, efficiency, and safety. So that's a little bit about safety culture. And then about the longest title that you mentioned is my role is really about taking my experience from industry and translating that into the tech world and being that conduit for our customers to tech and then tech to our customers as well so that our customers provide or can get as much value out of the product as quickly as possible. Okay. So you said
0: you're famous for the world's largest checklist app. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah. So iAuditor allows organizations to really perform checks, train their staff, report issues, automate tasks, and really communicate fluidly from the front line into the organization and downward again. So that's really where I came into play. I've actually been a customer of theirs for the past eight years, and we rolled this out actually in oil and gas services company where we kind of went down our safety management system and really digitized, standardized, and optimized our processes. So to create that visibility and that empowerment at the frontline worker, because we know in exploration in oil and gas that, you know, we're spread all over the US and Canada and we need to really empower those frontline workers to give us that data and standardize those processes on a consistent basis. So we did that and it kind of started in safety, but then it got into service quality, environmental, you know, maintenance and reliability, everything from logistics and warehousing into contractor management and HR. So really had some great use cases and really big ROI that came out of that. And this past fall had the opportunity to come on board with Safety Culture to help even more of those customers realize that value.
0: Wow. That sounds like a whirlwind journey right there. So if you've got 20 years experience in this industry and based on what you just talked about, all this digital transformation and everything, that's a long way from carrying around the old clipboard 20 years ago with your little pen in your hand to do your checklist that way, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's definitely a far cry from there. And it allows organizations to really capture the right information and segregate the signals from the noise of like, what should be occurring? What should we see? And if we don't see that, you know, that really sends up a flagged issue and it really notifies the right people in real time so that the organization can make the best decisions possible to lead the organization in the right way. So can you give me an
0: example or some kind of case history of exactly, you know, how that works?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I'll talk about some of the maintenance and reliability aspect of things because that was kind of one of the offsets that came from safety because we saw that our employees were being frustrated. And whenever they're frustrated, their heads are not in the game. You know, whenever equipment is breaking down, it's not reliable. You know, they're taking shortcuts. And we had to kind of go back to square one and say, hey, you know what, if our folks are going to do this the safest way possible, then we need to, number one, first and foremost, really go in and invest into the training for them. So we need to make sure that they are trained on how to do these services the right way. And then, second of all, we need to empower them. So we put that right there in their hands because everybody has, you know, a smartphone in their hands. So we digitize that process right there inside of the app so that they could follow that step by step and put mandatory evidence inside of it. So, hey, we want to see, you know, what is the status of this question? Please take a picture and add that into the report. Once they did that, they knew, hey, do I need more grease? Hey, I can immediately create an action and send that back to my supervisor. And there's transparency to that so that I can get it. And I don't have the wrong tools to do the wrong job. I have the right tools to do the right job. And really that is where the organizational transformation came into play. And we saw them just saying, hey, I need to do this and I can do this on a consistent basis. And then at the end of it, it really turned into about a $2 million cost savings because we had standardized our process and created that efficiency so that our equipment was not breaking down prematurely and we were having unneeded costs. So that's just one example.
0: Well, that's a great example. A couple of things that I really like about that. First of all, if there does become some kind of problem with this technology, you've got more than when everybody starts uh, you know playing the blame game like we all have a tendency to do. And then when you start playing the blame game, as I always say, whenever you play the blame game, it always turns into a tie. You know nobody ever wins when you play the blame game. And as Coach Paul Bear Bryant used to say, a tie is like kissing your sister. You don't get nothing out of it, you know. (laughs) So now it's, you know, this gives you the ability to get past this he said, she said type thing. Yeah, you did not, you know. I mean, this is something solid where you. It's almost like, I guess, the video body cameras on police officers now. You actually can see, and actually in this case, in real time, what's actually going on, Right.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And that was one of the biggest things that I always said is you can't hide from the data. Like either you did it or you didn't do it. And really that leads me into another like monumental story where for our executive team, it really changed their mind in just how powerful this tool was for our organization, because we were on seven drilling rigs for an energy company here in Texas. And one of the drilling engineers came up to us and said, hey, you know, I just got report that you guys weren't doing, you know, pre-job risk assessments, no has IDs, no supervisors were coming out here to do any audits, no pre-use inspections on the heavy equipment, you know, no HSE presence at all. And, you need to come up here to our office and we need to have a conversation about this because this is unacceptable. And if this is true, then you know what, we're going to change your company out with another company. Oh, and boy. I was like, yeah, yeah. Whenever you're looking at, you know, maybe around $32 million in lost revenue for a year because of this, that's just a showstopper for everyone. And I said, whoa, hey, hold on guys. Let's go into iAuditor and let's pull this stuff up. We went in and I pulled out every report that we had, all of the date, time stamps on everything in a matter of probably 30 minutes, had everything printed out in a binder and we were ready to go into that meeting. And we just, they started out with that question and we sat there and we said, here is all of our proof. Here's all the date, time stamps. Here is all of our has IDs, pre-use inspections, you know, pre-job risk assessments, everything. And that was the end of that story. And that's what, for our executives, they were like, this is a game changer. And this is just part of the way that we do business.
0: Now, folks, some of you are sitting there suspiciously saying how I set him up for that. I actually did not. I heard what he had to say. I made my point about that. And then, boom, he hits his story and it just dovetails. So there are a couple things. First of all, and I forgot to do this at the beginning. You mentioned about being on drilling rigs here in Texas. You're in
1: Texas, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm based out of Tomball, Texas.
0: Okay. Well, now we're hurting over 100 countries, so there's people out there saying, where the heck is Tomball, Texas?
1: (laughs) Well, it's just on the northwest side of Houston. Yeah,
0: there you go. Okay, so everybody knows where Houston is. However, okay, so safety culture, and since you are the global customer engagement executive manager, are you guys just in Texas? Where are you?
1: No, no. We actually have three different headquarters. One is in Sydney, Australia. One is in Kansas City. And the other one is in Manchester, England. Oh, wow. Yeah, we actually just opened up another office in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. And really excited for that because we operate in 85 different countries throughout the world. So we're a lot like you. We're trying to catch up to you.
0: Well, and again, that wasn't a softball question that I already knew the answer to. In fact, I get in trouble all the time on this podcast because I ask questions I don't know the answer to and I should before I ask the question. But so obviously you're not just in oil and gas because some of these locations don't say oil and gas to me.
1: Yeah, no, we're not. And that's where safety culture and the eye Auditor platform is really industry agnostic. We're have 28,000 customers globally across mining, retail, construction, logistics, manufacturing, hospitality, finance, really anything that's out there that we play in.
0: Now, you came into the oil and gas industry from other industries?
1: Yeah, I came into oil and gas from gold mining. Gold mining.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about that. That sounds exciting. Is it like that show on Discovery Channel, you know, the gold
1: rush? (laughs) There was a little bit of that, but not really. So I worked for one of the top two largest gold mining companies in the world based out of Denver, Colorado. And my job was exploration safety in Alaska, Canada, and Mexico. So our job was really to make that next discovery, take those samples, do that mapping in remote locations, like extremely remote locations. So that was a great time of my life. And I still keep in touch with those guys because they're still out there doing it. And my wife's a geologist also.
0: Okay. It sounded to me like from what you're talking about, we didn't really, usually I do this too. See, I've asked some of the right questions to really make this thing flow, but then I actually, actually screwed up my podcast at the beginning because I'm supposed to ask all this stuff at the beginning. Are you from Texas? Where'd you go to school? Is that what you are as a geologist? I mean, if that's what the case, that's quite a jump into Safety and digital transformation. I'm impressed.
1: Yeah, no, I'm not a geologist for sure. I'll definitely leave that up to my wife. But no, I grew up in West Virginia, born and raised in West Virginia. Family still lives back there. I have my undergrad from Marshall University and have a master's degree from Columbia Southern and an MBA from Texas A&M
0: all right texas a and m okay everybody will be making that noise when they hear that you know, so actually, my son graduated from texas a and m so your degree is in
1: what so master's degree in occupational safety and health undergrad in business and m b a from a and m okay, all right
0: that sounds very interesting. i want to go back to We've used the word, I think, two or three times already. Well, you said this iAuditor is the world's largest checklist app. And then we were talking about checklists a while ago. Let's talk about the importance of checklists. And to prove that, what I always do is I always go to the airline industry. And the airline industry arguably has the best safety record. And I know people say, what are you talking about? We hear, you know, they just had a plane crash the other day and, you know, well, you hear about those things, but what you don't hear about is the tens upon tens of thousands of flights that go every day, you know, without a hitch and airline, you know, checklists is the key to that, isn't it?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And, you know, I always mention that is like, Hey, We wouldn't fly from Houston to New York without our pilots running a checklist. Exactly. That is really the key. And often, those short checklists repeated often can be the most effective method to drive change. And that's where kind of we started out as that checklist app and really have grown into that operational workplace platform.
0: Now, it seems to me like in the airline industry, this checklist, Is something that, first of all, as you said, you know, no pilot's going to put his plane in the air without having done that. It seems to be a matter of course in the airline industry. Do you find resistance to checklists sometimes? And if so, how do you overcome that?
1: Yeah, I think in the beginning of any behavioral, cultural, or digital transformation, you know, you always find that resistance to change. And that's where, you know, really taking the time to explain the why show the frontline user of why is this important to you? What benefit is this going to give you? And that is where the light bulb starts to come on and how easy, like user-friendly it is. And then whenever they start into this and they see the empowerment of like, hey, this is you know not just a checklist, but some of it has the basics of a checklist, but it really has some empowerment and really some standardization to make my job easier. That's whenever they're like all in, Hey, I'm all in, I'm on this journey with you. And then the rest is history. It's a good history, which is what we're trying to,
0: as this show says at the introduction of each show, we're all about people coming home safe.
1: Yes, a hundred percent. And that's where really digitizing and standardizing your processes and creating that transparency and really giving that empowerment has really shown me through many different organizations that power of bringing folks home safe at the end of the day. And that's really why we get out of bed every single day.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, Gary, this has been very interesting and very enlightening. I want to thank you again, for joining me on the show and this worldwide audience. We'll be sure to include your LinkedIn contact information, also Safety Culture's website in the show notes, so anyone listening can contact you directly for even more details. And finally, as we close this thing out, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info, where you can message me. Please let me know what you're enjoying about the show, suggestions for content you might like to hear, Also, if you're looking for a speaker at your conference or meeting, you can contact me about having someone from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour or myself. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Oil & Gas HSE, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Please leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Like us on LinkedIn and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time.